I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara and it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free and it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive, hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E medics, Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E. T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. Hello, enjoy my, it's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul-expanding and heart-opening podcast. This episode is sponsored by Skillshare, which, if you have not yet taken advantage of Skillshare's one-month free offer, I'm telling you, it is time. Just go to Skillshare.com slash Your Own Magic for the offer, and more on Skillshare in the midst of the episode, and in the show notes as per usual, and happy freaking Magic Monday, happy freaking Virgo season, I must say that I love Virgos. After this little intro right here, you're going to hear another intro that took place August 2019, because this episode occurred two years ago in what I call my goddess pad in Bali when I was sitting there hanging out with Erin Claire Jones and we were geeking out talking about all things human design and answering some yummy questions and I was still not too familiar with human design at this time so I should say Erin answered yummy questions. This was an episode that I wanted to revisit as it took place around this time and this was the second episode Erin ever did 
and she's been on many times now. Anyway, we dive into birth charts and how our human designs may tackle careers and romance. I don't know if tackle is a good word. I'm going to say expand. <laughs> expand in our careers and romance. Also, heads up, next week will be a special Q&A answering your questions from my birthday Instagram posts. And if this episode or any Euro Magic episode ignites or inspires you in any way, shape, or form, feel free to leave a rating and review. And thank you if you do. It really helps the show continue and grow. And connect with me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E Mantra. M-A-N-T-R-A. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with the show, shall we? And let me remind you that everything you're going to hear is going to be from the very beginning. The only thing that's different is the sponsor, as the other sponsors did not sponsor this episode. <laughs> only Skillshare did. But you're going to hear everything from my intro back then and onward. One part of the intro I talked about, which <laughs> bummed me out because I, one of the reasons why I was going to move to LA last year was I was excited for more in-person interviews, but due to the pandemic, that didn't happen and that is okay. I accept it. Hopefully more in-person interviews happen soon. Anyway, I believe it's time to get on with the show, shall we? And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with the oldie yet goldie episode with Erin Claire Jones. Having a generator partner is just like everything like all of a sudden takes on a whole different oh. level. Like I'm not designed to do these things on my own. Right. You know what I mean? And so like, and so I think having a partner that can support in that is so powerful. So powerful. And especially when they're like lit up about that piece. Like yes. for me, it's like, I love studying human design and my work is in like languaging and sharing about human design, but like yeah. all the business stuff, like I'm not great at. I've tried. And so having somebody that actually like knows how to nail that is so helpful. You are speaking my language. <laughs> Now let the magic begin. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel, and I'm still here in Bali, so you might hear some sweeping in the background, some roosters cock-a-doodling. It is morning. It is Pagi. Pagi is how you say morning in Bali. And roosters definitely, they cockadoodle all day, let's be honest. But in the morning, they're extra cockadoodly. <laughs> they're extra. Anyways, I am sending this Ubud energy to every ear that is listening. As if you haven't heard me say it for the umpteenth time, Ubud means medicine. And this land truly is pure medicine for my soul. Another thing that is pure medicine for my soul is also connecting with like-minded and high vibe beings who are either on this soul-seeking, soul-curious journey like myself, or perhaps they've even mastered the art of something that truly piques my interest, such as <coughs> human design, which is what today's episode is all about with your questions embedded within. And so, lo and behold, my favorite human design reader, Erin Claire Jones, 
joins me again for part two, since part one, well, it felt like there was more that could be shared. So we both had this nudge like, all right, let's do another one. She honestly was on a time limit because she had a coaching call. And for whatever reason, we felt called to do a part two. And so listen to the synchronicity. So we scheduled to record part two for the first week of August when I initially thought I'd be back in the States from Bali because honestly, I don't want to do calls while I'm in Bali because, you know, Bali Wi-Fi is just not always the most reliable. (laughs) And also, it's hard to fully plan something when you're in Bali flow. But I was here and I was like, I'm not ready to go back. So I changed my flight back home, not once, but twice because I still wasn't ready to go back. Now I have to go back though, because my brother's getting married, which is exciting, but that's beside the point. So I reached out to her and I was like, can we reschedule for when I'm back in the States around this time? And she's like, I'll actually be in Ubud on the 5th. And I'm like, what? I'm here. I'm going to be here. That's right. I forgot. And so this was clearly divinely designed as long as we were aligned with this path, as we have an infinite number of paths to walk down in each future moment. But we were aligned with this path to meet up IRL in real life so our human and soul energies can exchange in person for whatever cosmic reason. And I'm so grateful for it as Erin Claire Jones. I love her full name, by the way, so I'm just going to always say Erin Claire Jones, (laughs) not just Erin. Erin Claire Jones and I, we actually have paralleled lives. I mean, we both lived in Ubud around the same time, 2016, and we're both projectors. Our authorities are the same. In fact, I think she said our our human design is quite similar, it seems. So she gets me. It was nice to have a reading from somebody that feels it too. We're both blonde. (laughs) Um, What else is there? We're just, we're both awesome, you know? not joking on that and so I'm I'm honestly just so happy that it happened this way because I'm really feeling called and I've also asked the universe like yo I I would prefer more in-person interviews and this just magically aligned and happened how beautiful is that so even though connecting online and doing online interviews is great and it clearly has been working for Yom I do feel it is time for your own magic to up level a bit, as I do feel a strong energetic shift within as well, which I feel like many of you might see or perhaps feel whenever you connect with me in some way or you feel within yourselves as well, which I'd not be surprised as we are really all in this together. And Yomi's indeed are a unique nature. I've noticed. <laughs> We seem to be aligned in many different ways, but at the same time, and even maybe at different times, but perhaps what one Yomi may be reflecting to you is something that is to come or something that had happened in the past that you're past. So pure magic. So wherever you're at in your journey, I want you to know that I honor it. Also, thank you to everyone who asked a question in the Facebook group and on the Instagram for this specific episode. Some of them were actually already answered in part one, which by the way, if you haven't listened to part one, I highly actually recommend that before part two, because otherwise you might be slightly confused because we don't talk about what a projector is, what a reflector is, what a manifester, because we already did that in part one. 
and we expand in part one on all of those as well. And then this is answering more specifics of Yomi questions. So I highly recommend you listen to part one. I'm so thankful that Erin Claire Jones came back on because honestly her approach to human design is it's more open instead of pointing the finger like this is the way you are, which my mind honestly instantly goes, don't tell me who I am. (laughs) She shares it more in a way that is freeing where it speaks to my soul and I feel like, yeah, yeah, that's right. I already actually knew that. Because, to be honest, all of us already know at a core level who we are, so we don't need any of these modalities like human design and astrology, but they are really nice and they help give us a boost in advancing our awareness of ourselves because perhaps hearing it out loud or reiterated may just be reminders for our conscious mind or confirmation for our souls. I mean, so we just know that we're not that crazy. We're not that weird. We're just super unique and designed that way. And may we have more compassion for ourselves for being this way because it's beautiful and so needed. And another thing that I like that she emphasizes is that just because you're a projector or a generator doesn't mean that all of it will resonate. There's so much more to your chart. Like in astrology, for example, you know, your sun might be a Taurus or a Sagittarius or a Leo like myself. But it doesn't mean every element will resonate with you, just perhaps the core of it, but also you've got your moon sign, your rising sign, your Jupiter, your Mercury, your Pluto, your north and south nodes, yada, yada, yada. And collectively, you can get a better understanding of who you are, which you already know. Just bring more awareness to it, to your consciousness, which again gives you more compassion and also allows you to better thrive in this world because you're like, hey, this is honestly what feels right in how I approach things. And now I have confirmation that it's okay that I approach it this way. (laughs) So again, it's just nice to have everything reiterated to our soul, everything confirmed. And it might be extra nice for those of us who are projectors or reflectors and living in this generator and manifesting generator dominant society. But when you understand it, whatever your design is, and you own it, you really can thrive in all areas of your life. So like me, I used to put so much pressure on myself for needing to have a specific agenda for the day and time blocking everything because back at that time, I heard a lot of podcasters and Other people saying, do this, do that, hustle, grind. This is how you're going to live and take off. Because I felt like I was being called to something that was me sharing more with the world. Um, But whenever I try to do that, it just did not work out for my soul. I didn't resonate. Or it just, I, I would not really ever be able to go with that flow. And there was so much resistance there. And so now that I know, well, hey, you know what? It's because you're just not designed that way. You can't time block your creativity or schedule it. You can't box that in. My creativity and my divine Shakti expression is honestly very fluid and in motion. Some people are great at time blocking it at a certain time. Like, yo, at 8 a.m. every day, I am going to write and I'm just going to do it. And it works for them. But when I tell myself that, my soul's like, "Uh, no, you're not. Today, you're going to just like chill or go walk at that time you know, and you might be on either boat and it's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with either or. 
But that's not just a projector. But I mean, some projectors can do that. It doesn't totally have to do with the projector. That's when you go deeper into your chart and give you a deeper reading and understanding of how you operate, how you're uniquely designed to have more compassion for that. You know, it wasn't too long ago where I could compare myself to those who are also projectors, but they just happen to generate and pump out so much content all the time, always constantly on the grind. They're in hustle mode. That's what lights them up. But my ego center is different. Theirs is very defined and mine is more open. So I struggle with that hustle and grind lifestyle because for me, it's more about flow and fluidity. And then when I own that, honestly, that's when all the magic happens. And so I'm so happy that that was just confirmation for myself. Like, oh, yes, I don't have to be that hustle and grind person, always pumping out content and IG TV stories and all that stuff. I can just, whenever I feel the spark of inspiration to do it, I'll do it. I don't have to post on Instagram every day because when I do, it's going to be with great intention. It's going to serve others. And that's what's best for the reason my soul is here right now. When for others, they're doing what their soul is supposed to be doing right now. So it's just such a beautiful thing to have that awareness. So you can have compassion for yourself and then really thrive in that. Because it's just simply in my nature to be more fluid. Which I accept and I I see my value. So if you're curious about your design, I put the link in the description of where to check it out on Erin's site. And though, like I said, we don't need any of these tools. We really don't. We don't need any of these tools in order to bring this into our awareness. But I really like it because it does help. It's fun to get that confirmation and for your soul to get the chills. It just reminds me how awesome I am and that I love myself and that I love you, and that I love you for honoring the type of person I am as I honor the type of being and person you are. Also, I'll be asking for your questions on the Instagram and the Facebook for my birthday solo Q&A episode because my birthday happens to land on a Monday this year, and obviously so do the podcasts on Magic Mondays. So keep a lookout for that because I'd love to answer whatever question comes to mind and heart for you and talk about it on the podcast. Now it's time for Yumi review of the week. And this one, (laughs) so interesting. I wondered if it was my mom at first because the username is Rack Ross DeBoss (laughs) or my dad. I don't know. But it's not, I don't think at least, because I looked at the reviews and I don't see them reviewing anything like that. But Rack Ross DeBoss. So I wonder, I wonder what your first name is because we have the same name. And I've definitely had some sort of username like that before. Anyways, she wrote or he wrote, I find myself feeling so content and peaceful after listening to this podcast. Raquel, I know your beautiful soul and the content you put out there is truly transformative. Never stop. LOL. Seriously, it would break my heart. You're amazing at this. Your voice needs to be heard. Your guests need to be heard. You are magic. Rack Rasta Boss. First of all, you have a magical name? No. First of all, thank you so much for sending this. And, and don't worry. I don't intend 
to break your heart, and I don't intend for this to ever stop. I could honestly see myself doing this for life, even though I know we're always evolving. So who knows? I honestly don't see this ever stopping. I just see it evolving and expanding to more souls and also more in-person events soon. That's what I feel is coming. But patience, of course. I've got to have patience, as of course I want it tomorrow. But I know that it is all being divinely designed. And the universe is already delivering me the right people and opportunities to make this happen, which is a beautiful. Anyways, thank you so much. You are magic, too. And I appreciate this sweet love note. <laughs> I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Aaron Claire. Jones. So, how long are you going to be here in Bali for? Um, I'm in Bali until the 28th, and oh. then we go to Italy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're good. It's not bad. <laughs> We're hosting a retreat. My partner and I are hosting a retreat. Um, here. In Italy. Oh, in Italy. Yeah, we were just mentioning that it's like impossible to leave Bali unless you have like a real thing you have to go you to. You have to do. And I have a retreat that I like actually have to host. So, so no matter what, you're going to have to no go. No matter what, I'm leaving on the 28th for Italy. But I'm yeah. going to Italy, so it's really not. Oh, yeah. yeah you're going to be good. <laughs> you're going to be fine. Um, I've never been to Italy, but I keep getting the ping to go because you're not uh -huh. the first person to mention this. Mm -hmm. um, somebody I was talking to yesterday, this guy that teaches yoga here. Yeah. Do you know Paul Tiato? No. Okay, you have to take his yoga class when you're here because okay, he's yes, 100%. the best. But, yeah, he was talking about him and his partner. They're going to be having their wedding in Italy. I've got a few DMs of girls like, come to Italy. Come to Italy for your next retreat. I'm like, I haven't been to Italy, so I don't know. I have to like wow. go there first to actually host one there. Yeah, so I'm definitely feeling the call. That's my yeah. sign when people keep talking about it. Right, it's like showing up everywhere. Yeah, yes. exactly. I'm so excited. <laughs> I haven't been in many years, but I think it's a very powerful place. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. But, yeah, you're going to have a hard time leaving because I... I can't leave. Like, I, I'm honestly having a hard time thinking that I'm going to be gone from this place in two. But I'm going to Utah, okay? <laughs> no, Utah's magical. Yeah. Yeah. In a different way. In a different way. In a yes. completely different way. And I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back. <sighs> All right. Should I keep the door open? Do you like the door open or should I close I'm it? I'm open. Whatever that? you think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Easy. Your partner, he's in the human design? No. Okay, so what is he doing on He's... So he... He supports with human design, but not with any of the human design stuff, just right. the business stuff. Um, so he's my business oh, partner, too. Oh, my gosh. This is like a career <laughs> human design phenomenon, solopreneur type of retreat. Yeah, well, so he's not doing that. He's doing um, – so he has an amazing platform called Touchpoint where he basically mm. – Post conversations around love and sex and partnership and oh he's writing gosh. a book on it right now and he sold it to audible and it's gonna be amazing I know he's like no so freaking cool but no um, but he's gonna be hosting conversations on the retreat around love and sex and intimacy and he's just like a master facilitator when it comes to that stuff so how long have you been with him we've been together for about two and a half years but we've known each other oh. for about five or six yeah Wow. <laughs> Did you know when you met him like five, six years ago, like, all right, this guy's going to be my person. I had like a weird feeling. It was like a total work. I was working at a startup. He had a company. He came and we had a meeting 
And I remember being like, I can imagine myself being, a guy, being with a guy like that. But like yes. at the time, I had a partner, he had a partner. And like, you know, for the next three years, we just like went through a whole process. He hired me. We worked together for a long oh. time. Then we just became very good friends. Then we just became best friends. And we just like reached a point where we're like, you're my favorite person. What are we doing? Oh my gosh. Um, but I think it's a real blessing to have like an opportunity to kind of get to know someone in so many different ways before you enter in a relationship. I have a feeling that's going to end up being my case. A medium just told me that this guy is not going to be quite a surprise. He's kind of in your circle, which I'm like, I have a circle. Yeah. I mean, I have my tribe, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, I feel like that is the way I would prefer it to go is to be friends instead of like, whenever I jump in, I mean, I haven't jumped in in a long time, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, but I have jumped mm -hmm. in right away. Like the fire is hot right mm -hmm. away, but then that, that fire fizzles really fast too. Totally. In my case. Oh my god, I want to look up your design now. Oh Can yeah, I pull that's it up? right. Sorry. Projector. Yes, that's Sorry. right. Oh, I love this. It's like so hard ah. to have that conversation. Like, what is this? Is this there? And oh I my god. Yeah, I pulled I'm it up so before, excited. so let me just have it open. Okay, can I say two things really quickly yes. about your romantic life? <laughs> well, yeah. we're here. No, no. I, human design doesn't predict the future, so I can't tell right. you any of that. I but I think that like what I wanted to look at is the quality of your profile, which is true in your design, which is basically like your opportunities and everything is designed to kind of come through your network and the people that you know and with friends and so like it would make a lot of sense that like it just come it's like somebody you already know so I just feel like the best thing you can do is like cultivate your community and your network and your relationships and your friendships and like things sprout from that rather than like seeking out strangers and then one more piece is that I think that like because you're emotional in human design, it basically means that you're not designed to jump into things immediately. So you might like jump in and be like, oh my God, I feel all this fire. This is amazing. Mm. And then like a week later or three days later or a month later, be like, mm, not like really for me. And so me. just like really being patient as you enter into relationships because you need that time and space to really know if it's the right thing to walk into. Erin, <laughs> you like hit my soul right now. Seriously. One, so no Tinder. I don't feel called to download a Tinder. Totally. I feel like it's just all divinely designed, though my brother did meet his soulmate on Tinder. But that's beside the point. Yeah. So one, no Tinder, because it's already it's already yeah. happening like to strangers now. You just yeah. gave me like confirmation of what two other mediums have told me about when it comes to my person. It's kinda like He's already there and lined up, even though it's not, like you said, you can't predict the future and I can pivot and take yeah. a different path because we have infinite of number course. of paths to like end up taking. But still, maybe perhaps he's on many, multiple of my paths because there's like this person in mind that they kind of keep bringing up. I'm supposedly going to meet him in my 29th year. Does the human design talk about years or anything? Or Sometimes, yes, there are pieces of it. Are you in your 29th year now? I'm turning oh, 29 so on the soon. 19th, so, so soon. Oh my god, amazing. There are yeah. certain qualities. Generally, like, this is kind of your blueprint, and you'll express it differently through life, but there are people that have um, what we call a six line in your profile, and yeah. those people, like, I have this in my design, where, like, my life is in, like, three phases, where, oh. like, the first 30 years is different than the 30 to 50, different than the 50. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. okay, okay. So That's it varies, and there are aspects of your design when you go deeper that, like, shift as you get older. Yeah. Um, it's All sometimes right. helpful sometimes not yeah oh. <laughs> I'm so excited that I've never had like an in-person human design on one-on-one -on, -one on my own like having it right here in front of my face this is surreal for me <laughs> I'm so happy we found oh. each other in a mood <laughs> I know this was so meant to happen because I otherwise I would have been gone last week and we would have missed each other so well no it's and I always thought it was so weird I was like god she's leaving right when I get there I and know I, I know <laughs> Nope, and I decided to stay. So good. <sighs> yep. How about some questions? Let's do some questions. Wait, first I want to say a little prayer, if that's okay. Oh my god, do you. Hold my hand. 
Take my hand. Dear Divine Guidance, thank you so much for guiding Erin, Claire Jones, I love your name by the way, <laughs> and I here together in Ubud, the magic of Ubud on this day. My ego feels like taking the driver's seat, just allow her to take a back seat for a bit as we allow this to flow, messages delivered from our souls, share truths and life experiences and whatever messages you believe she'll be delivered for the listeners to hear. Feel free to use both of us as a vessel at this time to deliver truths of human design and also bless that the tech goes very smoothly <laughs> and that there's no interruptions except for of course the song of Mama Bali. Aho. Aho. <laughs> I always have to do that. I love Just it. in case. Yes, of course. <laughs> Let's open the Facebook first, yeah? Okay. Even though I want to selfishly continue talking about me. But we'll get around <laughs> to these gals first. <laughs> That's the double Leo in me, of course. I did a podcast recording this morning. It was basically just a reading for her, so I get it. <laughs> I mean, people want to yeah. learn about themselves. Is she I totally, a Leo? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I should look. Um, but it was pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know. Well, we're always curious, yeah. but... But I did reach out because I do want the tribe to get their answers. So some of these, honestly, we had talked about in the last podcast. I might read the question anyways and I'll be like, listen to part one. Yeah. But some of these we still can reiterate or expand on if they were also talked about in the last podcast. Cool. Okay. Also, I black out a lot when I'm in, like, in it in yeah. a podcast. So as far as the other questions. Who knows? Who knows? I do kind of remember, but at the same time, when I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in it. Okay. So, um, Jessica Ibarra asks, how can one go about reading their own designs? Which we definitely talked about, but she said that she loves this topic so much. So I think that this is still just a good introduction one. Just really quickly, briefly, how can you go about reading your design or where yeah. can you find it? Totally. So I think that it's a lot of information, so it's probably going to be hard for you to look at it and understand it. You kind of need someone to help translate it. But yeah. um, if you want to look up your design, you can go to erinclairjones.com slash look up. And the pieces that are the most important is you want to look at your type and your strategy and your inner authority. If you mm -hmm. take away anything from your design, those are the pieces that you can actually kind of bring into your daily life and start incorporating immediately. And the rest of the information honestly becomes relevant later on once you've started practicing those pieces. Yeah. I have tried... <laughs> Google it all and try to get all the information and uh, it's just not It's fun. confusing. It's so confusing. You know, it's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated and like you need somebody to kind of synthesize it and actually make yeah. it relevant to your life. Yeah. And because that's where it becomes interesting and I think that like human design isn't meant to be this mental system where we're just like so caught up in the details that we forget to practice it. Yeah. So like I think just like starting simply and then integrating as you. Agreed. Go on. 100%. And I love that. Thank you for letting us know the four that we yes. really just need to so focus key. on because that helps. Yes. That helps narrow it a bit. Um, Liniana Lapalainen asks, <laughs> love this topic and so curious to learn more about it. I'd love to know how we can use the design types to help find the right career path, fulfill our soul's purpose. All right. So this one, I was really excited that she asked that because obviously that was the main thing we talked about last podcast. And this is Erin's forte. She has really, not only is human design a niche, but Erin's like niched down this niche <laughs> to really focus on people's career. I mean, and you heard about her man who's also in this world. So I thought that this would also be a good one to kind of expand on a little bit too. Mm -hmm. So what the best careers are for each time? Yeah. She, 
yeah, using the design types to help find the right career path and fulfill fulfill our soul's purpose is pretty weighted. Yeah. So it, it's much deeper than that. But as far as just how each type yeah. can find their right career. Perfect. So I think one thing to look at is the profile. We can't go through all the profiles because there are a lot of them. There are 12 of them. But that's actually a really helpful part to dig into because I think like similar to how I mentioned the community piece for you and like mm. network, yeah. it's true in your career. Like you can look at like some people like are meant to work with strangers. Other people are like their opportunities are designed to come like through referrals and networking and community. Mm. Like so just like paying attention to your profile and the different numbers in there will be useful because I think it's like how you're designed to build it. And like I said, some people like through the people they know, other people through strangers, like other people through research, all over. So that's yeah. a helpful tool. That's interesting. Um, and I think, and so that's going to be the, it'll be a, a number that looks like a fraction. So it'll be like a one, three or a two, four or a bunch of other ones. And I think in terms of the different types and career paths, you know, your inner authority is definitely going to be a tool to help you know, like which job is right for you. So whether that's your gut response, your intuition, your emotions, like you. Um, but I think in general, like manifesting generators, like, you know, they could be doing a bajillion different things, but the most important thing is that they're in a position where they're able to kind of be free and have their energy in multiple things at once. You know, mm. I had a client recently who has like an amazing job, but she's like, I am so bored because like, while this thing is cool, I also need to have my energy in about five other things. And so like, I think being in a position where you don't feel confined and you feel that real freedom to kind of pursue new ideas and innovations as they come up is so key. And that's for MGs. That's for America. MGs. I feel like that's also for projectors. Am I wrong? <laughs> well, it depends. No, yeah, it depends. It depends. But you definitely have a lot of energy and are designed oh, to move through lots of different things. I am taking so my <laughs> shirt off. It's so hot. Uh, I wish you had a video of this. I know. And then I think with generators, you know, again, honestly, the most important thing is that, like, you're just doing something that, like, really lights you up and gives you energy and feels activating in all the ways and you feel the freedom to kind of go very deeply into it. Yeah. And so that could be, like, you know, you could be, like, a dentist or you could be, like, a researcher or an author or it could be all over the place but like as a generator like you can't like you basically have to do something that you enjoy because yeah. like when you do that you're literally lifting up the energy of everyone around you so like when I've been had generators on my team before it's always making sure that like most of their job is really exciting to them because like if they're frustrated it's going to bleed out to like basically everybody oh. um projectors like if they're going to work within a company setting they really make very good like projectors and sorry okay not you don't have to do it but if you're going to work within a company they make really good managers and leaders because their gift is really in understanding people and how they work and so like if they're in a position where they can kind of help lead and kind of guide the process that's often where they'll be most successful whereas if they're brought into companies and expected to operate like a generator they might be super challenged mm -hmm. if they're going to work outside of a company setting you know working as like a coach or a teacher or a consultant or just like a thing where you kind of like master a system and share it like mm -hmm. or have conversations with people I will say that like honestly 90% of the podcast hosts I talk to are projectors because like their gift is really in asking questions giving people things to respond to you uh, know or interviewers or things like that like Obama's a projector you know because yeah. he's here to be like the leader but needs like people around to help bring that thing to life right and you also said I mean because there are other projectors like you said that lead a corporation so Gary V, for example, exactly. I remember he said he's a projector. He leads quite a big, like, business world, yes. corporate yes. phenomenon. They just need um, the right support. Yeah. You know, that and, like, sense. and I have 
um, two good friends who I honestly did not think were projectors, and they're such, but Mickey and Radha Agarwal, and they both have, um, <gasps> Mickey, Mickey I love her. Yeah, 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 she's been on, she's amazing, yes, and she's Tushy. like, she's so, yeah, Tushy, Tushy's amazing, but I think that, like, you know, for her, it's like, she has these amazing ideas, yeah, and, like, where she would thrive the most is just, like, being able to have those ideas and having the people around her to support her, yeah, and so, like, often you kind of want to build teams around projectors, yeah, um, and then manifestors, like, you know, again, if they're in the corporate setting, what they need is autonomy and freedom, you know? And so, like, if they're going to basically, like, kind of chief innovation officer, like, some place where they can kind of, like, initiate new ideas and have the support to actually help bring those things to life, you know, I had a... That makes sense. Yeah, and I had a session with a woman last week who's, like, a... She's a brand strategist, and she's a manifestor, and she, like, is able to basically, like, have all these creative ideas for the brand, and then, like, people actually implement it. And so, like, that's a really good balance for her. So as long as they have that freedom... But often manifestors end up working for themselves, you know? Yeah. Um, a great manifestor client and um, a woman to follow on Instagram is Alexandra Roxo. She's great. That Have sounds you, so familiar. I feel like I'd be surprised if you guys aren't connected. Um, but she's amazing. But she's, like, such a good manifestor to look up to because yeah. I think she's, like, she's always, she's a coach, but she does, she creates a lot of content. She does so many different things, but she's here just, like, starting it. And she's, like, here kind of initiating people into their next days. Right. Um, and then reflectors. You know, within the company setting, I think that, like, honestly, they're so valuable. Like, their gift is in evaluating people and offering this, like, very objective observation. And so the best place for them is to kind of be next to the CEO, like, whispering into their ear all the things that they see. Um, I often find that, like, honestly, so many of the reflectors I work with are, like, chief people officers or, like, chief culture. Or just kind of, like, kind of at the head of the people and, like, interacting with um, the individuals, and then I think you know, outside of that, like they're they're so powerful and kind of reflecting back to people where they are. So if it's sustainable for them, I think working with people one on one is very powerful because they can kind of tune into where they are in a very unique way. Wow, but they're so they're so rare to find. They're so rare. I only know one really. Really? Well, yeah. that I know of. I mean, I haven't read everyone's design that I right. know, but I mean, Jordan Younger, she's the only one that yes. I know that is a reflector. Yes. Yeah. But then the more you do it, you know, I worked like that's true. I know, know one will just come my way. And, and they will, happen. and they're amazing, you know, and I probably worked with like 11 to 15 now, yeah. but like, it just like, I mean, probably actually way more than that, but like, it's just so cool, like finding them like in different areas. Cause it's right. hard to predict who a reflector will be because they're showing up a little bit different every day. Right. And so like when they, when you do find it out, it is very clarifying. And I'm building, I'm starting to build a team too. I have two girls. I'm debating which one I want to be my virtual assistant because obviously they're going to be remote um because obviously i'm remote yeah you and can. I, I cannot i cannot stay still it's yeah. kind of crazy is that part of my chart do you know that i can't stay still well, you definitely need to move through lots of different groups of people like okay. and just like environments all the time like you're not yes. designed to kind of be trapped or confined in I anything yeah. i i was planning to move to la and now i'm like i just can't i just have to continue moving around yeah. um so i'm going to find out what their design is but i have a feeling knowing that might help me get clarity yes on I thought a butterfly was going to come in here on that. Which one? I think ideally for you, like having a generator or manifesting generator would be super useful. Okay, I'm going to get all their details. (laughs) You know, and it's... Because it's really between these two amazing girls right now. Yeah. And I still want both of them to work for me somehow, but I want to place them. That's the thing. Everybody, oh my gosh, everybody I hire, I'm going to find out their human design so I know where... Duh. What? Who am I? Yes. A hundred percent. So I know you can, like, to engineer it so much, like, yeah. more, just, like, intelligently when you yeah. actually place people in a place that they'll thrive. And, like, yeah. I think that, like, you kind of, it'd be helpful to have some of that generative energy because it's just, like, 
when it's two projectors starting a company, it's actually pretty funny because they have like all the ideas in the world, but it's like very hard to actually bring the things to life. And so you, you know, and I have my business partners have always been generators or manifesting generators, oh, but like, yeah. it's just like the company takes on a new level. Like once I have that energy on board, you know what? Well, Allie, who started this with me, she's also a projector. We actually are pretty much everything was the same on our chart, wow. which was kind of crazy, yeah. I know. but it also doesn't surprise me because we're very similar in so many ways, but I know deep down, like, she needs to do her own thing. I needed to do my own thing. Totally. Even though, like, we support each other 5,000%. Totally. It just kind of, like, because that's our design, we yes. had to do. So she's doing her own thing. Yes. Thriving. I feel like I'm thriving. It works out. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, support each other. That's interesting. That's really interesting. So then what's, like, a good business partner for a projector? Maybe a reflector or... No, a still just generator. Okay. I mean, I think reflectors, and the thing is, you can work with anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm never going to look at partnerships and be like, you're screwed. It's like, that's <laughs> not where the system is valuable. Right. But I think that, like, you can really understand which relationships require more work than others and, like, yeah. how to really leverage a relationship. But I think, honestly, the ideal business partnership is just projector and generator. I love it. I'm going to also move this closer. Yes. Okay. And I think manifesting generator, too. And, like, you can obviously work with a manifestor and reflector or a projector, but, like, yeah. Again, the ideal is with a generator MG. Oh my gosh. Because, like, so they have all this energy and you, like, have the capacity to guide it. And yeah. so the two come together, it's just like bringing two pieces Magic. that, yeah. I mean, honestly, just being able to have all types of people in your business really completes it like a puzzle. Exactly. Which yeah. is beautiful. And everyone has a role. Everyone has a role. Yeah. Um, speaking of generator, there was somebody that asked, um, she just wrote at first, this is Rebecca K. Cornell. Cornell. <laughs> she asked, I'm still confused about mine. Well, she said, I'm still confused about mine. And I was like, what is your design? She's like, I'm a generator, but I always felt like more than that. I'm like, generator is amazing. She said, thank you, XX. Make me feel all warm and fuzzy. So some people, they what happens when they don't resonate with their uh, design? Or I know that some other generators have told me like they don't want to be a generator, which I'm like, but you don't understand. Yeah. You're so needed in this world for so many reasons. Like, I know. I think that, like, one piece I would share is that, like, the generator is the first distinction. Right. Like, there are two billion different configurations, so I definitely have had the yeah. experience of people being like, I'm a generator, I'm boring, or, like, whatever, but it's, like, it, it is, like, generators are so necessary, and once you understand, like, the intricacies of your design beyond the generator piece, like, I think you'll start to understand the uniqueness that often people, like, get more excited. They'll walk in off into a session being like, well, I was told this, and, like, I just feel like I'm blah, blah, blah. And so just, like, understanding the whole picture I think yeah. can be super helpful. I think in general, like, generators are just, like, these amazing kind of, like, magnetic, juicy, vital beings that, like... So magnetic. So magnetic and, like, so fun to be around yeah. because they lift up the energy of everyone. It just requires that they're, like, doing the things that they enjoy. And, yeah. like, I did a session with a woman this morning, and she was so funny because she was, like, I feel like when I like am actually like engaged with what I'm doing she's like it's a little bit too much because like everyone is flocking to me because they all just like want a piece of it yeah and she's like I don't know how to like establish the boundaries and she's like and I've also just dimmed my light because I'm fearful of like what happens when I like step into that and oh. so like I think that generators oh. like their energy is finite as vital as yeah. it is so they need those very strong boundaries of like I'm available for this relationship this opportunity I'm not available for this because people feel the available energy and they just like want to tap into it and leverage it the thing is, also generators are, I feel like, would be so good once they know their boundaries at setting them because they're so good at just setting everything down, you know what I mean? Totally. I notice that's one thing I'm actually very jealous about when it comes to generators. There's me, I'm 
don't get me wrong. I don't mind the fact that I'm a floater, free spirit, yeah. and things just, like, happen to just flow. go. Flow. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, there are times when I like to keep stick with the plan, and it just it just doesn't really happen. But for whatever yeah. reason, generators, they know how to make it happen. Also, another thing that I have yeah. a feeling, I don't know exactly what her reasoning was, but I just had this inkling of a feeling that perhaps maybe she feels like she wants to be a leader or guide in some way. And mm-hmm. so generators, they can, they're can they also great at that. Totally. They can definitely do that. You know, I think, again, they've just got to feel, like, really energized by that. Yeah. Um, and they do have this very, like, enveloping energy. So they, right. like, can make really good, like, leaders or founders or managers and that they, like pull people in yeah. and like hold them in their energy yeah and so there's something very powerful about that and they make things happen yes like That's it like, doesn't happen without them right yeah. exactly exactly and for example who uh brie she sometimes does oh, what are the girls almost 30 girls yes they're i think generators or something or i think men. one is a projector and one's a generator oh okay I could be wrong. and so because they are like killing it you yeah, know, and yeah. so, and Bree's like telling me all the stuff that I could do to continue to up level the podcast. Oh my God, we have the same laptop. I know, I just um, know. <laughs> but I don't really have that generator bone in me. I mean, I would love to. Totally. But I also know how I am and I've quantumly allowed all of this to manifest and continue totally. to build. But having a generator on my side would be amazing because they make shit happen. Yeah. yeah. And it just like, it levels things up. And I yeah. just found this, like, I think when I was doing things just by myself, it was just like, it was great. But like, I also just had limited capacity. And I think like right. having a generator partner is just like everything like all of a sudden takes on a whole different oh. level. And I just like know that I, like, I'm not designed to do these things on my own. Right. You know what I mean? And so like, and so I think having a partner that can support in that is so powerful. So powerful. And especially when they're like lit up about that piece. Like yes. for me, it's like, I love studying human design and my work is in like languaging and sharing about human design, but like yeah. all the business stuff, like I'm not great at. I've tried. And so having somebody that actually like knows how to nail that is so helpful. You are speaking my language. <laughs> you get me. I can tell. And so I'm glad that you said that. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Generator. Manifesting that. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yummies. It is time to take advantage of a free one month offer from our sponsor Skillshare. (laughs) This minute by going to Skillshare.com slash your own magic and Skillshare, for those of you who may not know, is an online learning community offering our listeners a free one month trial of their premium membership because you are a human and you are born to create. I like that they wrote this down. And anyway, there are many fascinating classes on Skillshare on topics including illustration, design, photography, animation, productivity, and so much more. The class that I took on Skillshare recently was by Jerome Vogel. It's his digital illustration class learn to use procreate also one of my favorite youtubers nathaniel drew has a few classes on skillshare and the one that really catches my eye is creativity unleash discover hone and share your voice online so something to keep in mind something to keep in mind and i think it's important to add that skillshare is not only about creating art but also building a business and thriving in 
lifestyle or productivity. So there are a variety of classes, again, that you have at your fingertips. So whether you are a dabbler or an absolute master, you're simply a creative. And that's why Skillshare has classes for every skill level with short lessons, hands-on projects, and classes designed for real life that you can tap into and allow your creative soul to thrive. So Skillshare helps you move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You'll create real projects and get the support of fellow creatives so you can accomplish real growth. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash your own magic. One word, your own magic, where our listeners get a one month free trial of their premium membership. That's one month free at Skillshare.com slash your own magic. Take advantage of this offer while it lasts. And now on with the show. Oh, yeah. And then, so then what about romantic relationships as far as, oh, I should probably continue with the questions, but I'm just so curious. Is your guy, is he a generator? He's a generator. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he helps make it happen. But yes. yeah. So what are like the best couple types together? Couple types, totally. So similar, I will say that I'm never going to look at relationships and be like, you can't do it. Yeah. But I will look at some and I'll be like, it's going to require some work. Like two projectors. Two projectors is great romantically. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, I genuinely have no guy in mind right now, that, and I yeah. don't know anybody. That's going to be really weird. I'm going to be like, so what's your birthday oh, time? Yeah. What's the birthday location? But at the same time, I feel like he's going to be conscious enough to know to get, what I... To get it, yeah, yeah. To get it. I think that, like, so in partnership, like, being with a similar type is great, only in yeah. that there's just resonance. You guys just get each other, and so, like... Yeah. and. And it's fine why I say it's fine, like it works well, is that like you guys aren't trying to like build things, obviously building a family, but it's not the same thing as like building a company or, um, and so I think two projectors tend to like really get along very well. Like when I looked at all my former partners, like most of them were all projectors because there's just like, there again, there's just a resonance. Um, again, like when you're with a different type, it's like totally possible. Mm -hmm. It just requires that you really honor one another's differences. Mm -hmm. Like I just think where I get tripped up and where most people get tripped up is like when they expect their business partners or romantic partners to be like different than what they are, Mm -hmm. but when they or be more similar to them. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you start to understand like, Oh, this person needs time when they make decisions, this person makes decisions super quickly. Like this person doesn't have much energy. This person has a lot of energy. This person needs to initiate things. Like you just can work with it. So I think that like, so yes, I think projectors and projectors, is great they can be with all the other types and I think similar it's like you know generators like again similar types with generators that's great but they can also be with all the other types but again it's just like you need the right container or the right conditions for those things to actually thrive right okay good to know what about reflectors though so reflectors like they can be with anyone but they're very sensitive and so if they're with somebody Mm. who's super defined and has a lot colored in like Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot to take in and so I think that I had such an interesting client a couple weeks ago who was like she asked a question. She was like, I find that when I don't feel good about myself, like our relationship really struggles. Like I'm super annoyed by my partner. It's just like not working. And she's like, and when I feel That's great, everybody yeah, though. Totally. <laughs> but like it's going to be amplified with a reflector because they're mm, reflecting back oh, where you are. Yeah. And so she was like, when I feel good about myself, it's just like everything's flowing. Yeah. And like because that partner is taking in all that stuff, like yeah. if that other person isn't taking good care of themselves, it's going to be super challenging. <gasps> yeah. And so I think again, it's just like you've got to understand and, and know who your partner is because right. like the magic of reflectors is that like their identity is changing all the time and like, and just like they need to be in a 
environments that feel good. And so if they're in a relationship where they feel confined into being one certain person all day, every day, it's going to be super challenging, you know? And so it's just like, it's so it's hard to speak generally on it, but like when you understand the nuances, it's so useful. Mm, Yeah. I wonder what Jonathan is, which is Jordan's fiance, but he definitely is super confident and clearly very fluid with her way ebbs and flows as well which is so beautiful it's the perfect partnership for a reflector totally because it feels like you know I don't know him or her but it feels like there's an element of like him just like kind of holding it down oh yeah it's so he's so great for her which is super useful yeah (laughs) that was so divinely guided as well and designed and I think like I know in my partnership it's been so useful because we have totally different types and totally different ways of making decisions and like human design has just given us a language and a framework to talk about it and like understand the things as they come up and be like oh like you're going through an emotional wave take a second you know like we just like understand each other you know and like another thing I'll just say quickly even though it's a little bit you know um different is that like there's an aspect of human design that we're for project, I don't know if we mentioned it on the first podcast, but especially for projectors, reflectors, and manifestors, even though I think it's true for everyone, is that it can be really healthy to have your own bedroom and to have separate spaces to sleep. Did we talk about that? I don't know if we did, but that sounds familiar. Did we talk about it? I don't know. But this is so interesting. It's just so fascinating. Just in case, but like you guys can sleep together on occasion. 100%. Right? And yeah, and, and we're traveling for two months now. So right. like we are sleeping together every night. When you get Airbnbs though, do you get like a two bedroom? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Yeah. We just have a two bedroom at home. But right. I think that like. That's smart. Yeah. But I think, and it's like special. I feel like I would need that anyways. Yeah. I just think that like, and, I, and why I say that in partnership is that like, it's just easier to wake up as ourselves when we Mm -hmm. wake up in our own energy and like sleep is a very precious time to kind of let go of all the stuff that's not yours. And so I think when you're in somebody else's energy all day, every day, it can be super challenging. And so I think having that separateness and choosing when to come together is like, I just think it's honestly like the most sustainable thing for a relationship. And like the founder of human design would always joke. He was like, the honeymoon will literally never end if you have separate bedrooms. Wow. Because there's just like something so powerful about that separateness and choosing when to come together. So like the choosing, choosing. Yeah. And like my partner and I don't sleep apart every night at all, but like when we have different flows, we do. And like we have our regular nights when we sleep together or not. And it's so exciting to sleep together when we do. And it's just like really nice to have my own space to kind of come back to my own energy. Okay. This resonates so much, especially for somebody I've been kind of like a lone wolf for a long time now. I'll need time to like (laughs) definitely share a bed, but to know that I can just have my own space. Totally. That's going to be game-changing. And the choosing, it's interesting. It's like that act of wanting to be together, not the need to be together. If you have that one bed, you kind of, like, need to share the bed. And it kind of, yeah. It's so weird to me that that's the default. It's so magical to know that you both decided that night to, like, spend some time together. And then to consciously separate on occasion. Oh, okay. This is something beautiful for the world to know. I know. It's also, and honestly, it's like so triggering for people because like it, and not in a bad way. It's more just that like people really respond whenever I share about it because I think that like people want it, but they like feel like there's something wrong with it. And like, I will also say that like 99% of the women that I've shared this with have been like, oh my God, yes, I want this tomorrow. Uh And like the men that I've spoken to have been much more resistant to it. And so, like, you know, I don't think I, I can, can draw that. general trends here. Um, <laughs> but I did see, you know, but I did see an 
article or something recently, but oh no, Ra was writing about it to the founder of human design who was also saying that like women are far more open to it than men are. And so like mm. I don't totally understand exactly why. That's interesting. But I just think that like I think people believe it's like means that there's something wrong with their relationship. But it's I think it but I think that it's like the most powerful well, thing. Well I mean can you also blame them? They want that feminine energy around yeah. at that time. Like can you blame them? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> For gay couples too. Totally gonna wanna they're gonna want that. They're yeah. gonna want that. Um, I'll scroll back up to this one. So manifestation practices specific to each design. There's an aspect of your design. Oh, by the way, this was Emma Hardman. Hi, Emma. (laughs) Thank you, Emma. Um, There's an aspect of your design where it can speak to like whether or not you're designed to be more um, specific or kind of broad in your manifestation. So it's a little bit less specific to type. Mm -hmm. Um, When you look at the arrows in your design, the bottom right arrow, when it's pointing left, it basically means that you're designed to be a little bit more active and strategic and detailed. Mm. Like these are the things I want exactly I want it to look exactly like this specific exactly and when it points to the right it's more general what's mine and it's more like I want it to feel like this non-specific um, non-specific yeah and I, so I've, I've, I already knew that yeah and mine's always <laughs> I feel and, resistant with specifics I, I hate doing it yeah. and like I think when coaches asked me to do that in the past I was like I don't know like I want it to feel like this but like it's just like the specifics I couldn't really hold on to so and then I think in, think in terms of the type it's really just like going with your strategy mm. where it's just like as a projector it's like embodying that and feeling it and kind of being in it and then like waiting to see where you're really recognized and invited in oh. you know what I mean, same with manifestors. I mean, manifestors is different, but it's like that this piece and then knowing that you have to initiate it once you have that clarity. Yeah. So it's just like human design just helps us know how we start those things. Okay. Good to know. So look at, look at what part of the chart? It's the bottom right arrow. Bottom right arrow. And it's either pointing right or right. right, left. Okay. And then speaking of the arrows, I'm going to scroll a bit because I remember somebody asked about them. Oh yes. So Rena Arcata asks, what do the arrows by the human design chart head mean? There are four arrows, two in gray and two in red. Totally. So that's a whole. <laughs> this is going to be complex. Yeah. So I think that like what's important to know is that this is around like our cognition and our awareness and how we perceive things. And so your arrows are either going to be pointing to the left or the right. In terms of the difference between the red and the gray, the red is like things that you're a little bit more unconscious of, you might not be aware of, and the things that are gray are the things that you have more conscious access to. But mm-hmm. in general... Red is what you're not aware of. Exactly. Gray is what you are aware of. Exactly. Okay. And so when the arrows are pointed to the left, mm-hmm. it basically means like that is an area, whether it's around like how you conceive things, your environment, whatever it is, like it's an area where you're designed to be more like active, strategic, focus, focus on the details, like, and when it's right, it's more like peripheral kind of receptive awareness where it's like, you're kind of like taking in all this information, but you don't always know what you're taking in. And often you like, you don't know all the things you know until like people pull it out of you. Right. Um, and so like for me, most of mine are right. And so for you too. And Mm. so it's just like, and the right often like symbolizes the feminine too. And I think we live in a world of like strategic focus, like left stuff. And our education is shaped around that kind of teaching. And like, it just doesn't actually work for a lot of us. Uh, Definitely didn't work for me. Yeah. You know? And so I think that learning how to like speak to both these types and the right piece, like for you, is just like, you're always taking in information, Yeah, you know? And so it's just like, and you might know, and I know this for myself is that Mm. like, I just don't know the things I know until people ask me. One hundred percent and I cannot always recall it myself it's so interesting what comes through when well I I do feel like I need to be aligned and tapped in a bit but I don't know what I know until for example being here 
with you on this podcast. Some stuff will just like end up coming through. Totally. I had no idea that I knew this. Totally. Like, <laughs> it's so interesting. That also resonates. I'm not aware of a lot until someone really brings it out of me. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? 100%. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Like, people yeah. need to pull it out of you. It's yeah. not always a thing that you can recall on your own. No. You know? And, like, my, partners will, my partner will ask me something sometimes, and I'm like, I don't know how I knew that. Like, where did that come from? You know? But I just, like, know that it needs to kind of be pulled out. Yeah. And so being, like, in conversation and, like, in interviews is, like, much more helpful for me. It's what happened. Yeah. yeah. It's like your soul is speaking because your soul is so old and knows <laughs> so much. Yeah. Let's see. The next one is, do I want to do this one? So Liberty Hunter, she asks, she says, yes, I am so lost. I am usually super into all of these systems and human design is the first one that I haven't resonated with. I've listened to many podcasts, many with Aaron about human design. And every time that I start to begin to resonate with something, I realize it is not even a part of my design. Sometimes these are false descriptions. I even played around with my birth time to see if I have the wrong time. No luck. What am I doing? Am I living my life totally wrong? Help me. I think that like, I'd be curious I think it's helpful to, again, like, if you actually feel drawn to the system to learning more, to, like, sitting down with someone and having a conversation about it, because I think trying to piece together all the stuff from the podcast, and then, like, it's so oversimplified and so overgeneralized, because you have to, and so I think that it'd be helpful to have somebody kind of give you the whole picture. Yeah, because there's so much to it than just, you know, yeah, I'm a projector, but there's so much more to my chart. Like, in astrology, there's so much more to it than just being Leo. Exactly. Yeah. And I also would, like, say if it's not resonating, like, it's not resonating, you know, yeah. and that's okay. I think in my experience with people, and, like, I don't know if you asked this earlier, but, like, I think that, like, I've worked with, like, a many people at this point, and I really haven't had the experience of people, like, not resonating with their design. Right. I mean, I, I've shared one story. I don't know if I shared it on this podcast, but I did have one guy who I wasn't even doing a reading with who was, like, I don't like my design, you know, and I was just, like, well, how does it feel to operate in the way that you do? And he's, like, not good. I was, like... Okay. I was just like, the thing is that like we can resist our design as much as we like, but often like life is going to feel a lot better when we like operate in alignment with it. Yeah. And so I think we have a lot of ideas of who we, how we think we should be. So I think that like, I, again, if it's not resonating, I would also like not force it, but I would also try to get like a more holistic picture to kind of really understand it because I've had lots of sessions with people that have walked in with like perceptions, like I'm a projector, but, like, I don't think that's a good thing. I'm a generator. I think it's boring. And, like, once we really get into the full picture, like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Because, like, human design is meant to empower you and not, yes. like, constrict you. So. That was me at first, too, when I first heard it. I was like, what? I'm a projector? <laughs> because also that has that word has a negative connotation. But then when you really get into it, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Totally. Okay. And, like, it's so fun being but a projector. So, it's yeah. so fun being a projector. And so whatever you are, Liberty, um, yeah, I would recommend definitely getting a session with somebody what's interesting is it does sound like she does resonate it with it to some extent like on a soul level yeah maybe not on a conscious or the mind yes. so much just because she said that she's listened to many podcasts and many with you so yeah. she yeah. i'm assuming perhaps maybe sought it out or yeah. something yeah um, so something is resonating yet of course um, yeah, getting your own reading or something would be really helpful. Yeah, and just, I think, getting the holistic picture. Holistic picture. Yeah, I, like I think that. is key. And, like, and again, like, skepticism is great. You know, I work oh, yeah. with a lot of skeptics. Like, I go into companies and I'm like, what the heck are you telling me about? Yeah, um, that's, that, that's what I picture. Like, because you go, you work with so, so many fun. companies and I could just see these people being like, <laughs> it's so, it honestly is so fun. I was just, in New York. <laughs> I, in New York, and I was just in Mykonos and, 
was at a hotel doing workshops and this woman like made her friend do a session and he was like a lawyer from like Luxembourg and he like just like doesn't believe in the gut response it was just like so fascinating because like I was just like we walked in I was like how do you feel about this like general concept he's like I'm so resistant I was like okay great let's have a fun (laughs) session but honestly the session was so fun and he like came up to me after he's like send me everything like I need to know so much more I want to bring it to my team and I was just like this is wild like I just think that like the information is like specific and detailed enough that it actually appeals to like very logical people because that kind of gives them something to ground it's not like ground into it's not like a very like wishy-washy woo-woo thing it's just like even though it comes from the stars it's like so specific right it is yeah it's specific to human it's human design instead of like soul design which a lot of people would have probably a hard time totally for a bit Ooh, I would be so down to learn about that, though, if there was a thing. Soul, Soul design. design. Yeah, you'd be yeah. <laughs> Should have met that. Oh, my gosh, for real. I'll, I'll call, wait, is Ross still alive? No. No. Okay, well, maybe we can channel in Ross somehow. Yeah. Maybe he'll be able to guide through soul design yes well I will say one more thing funny thing about Ra is that like so he's the founder of human design is that like when I first started studying human design I thought I was gonna like hear this real like spiritual teacher and like I put in my headphones and I hear this like jaded guy from Montreal and like and jaded in the best way like he's just like such a real guy and he's so smart and very critical in all the right ways and like it was just like it was such an interesting like channel for human design to come through and like I just love him I would have loved to meet him I need to listen to his I would yeah I think that like he talks about this stuff in such a tactical way because like he's not woo woo like he's just like I don't know how in the world this came through me but like so I just think that like he was yeah I love him right it's interesting as far as like of course I resonate with a lot of I mean I'm woo woo AF and like I resonate with a lot of people that are woo-woo but man when someone is not and like a super skeptic but at the same time delivering this very profound wisdom that always that hits home mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. totally um Katie Lynn she says I'd love to know if she has any advice for an MG who struggles with chronic illness as an MG I feel kind of lost in some of the human design shuffle so excited for this episode so I think that, like, I need to look more specifically into your design in terms of the, like, what did you say? Illness or physical? Uh, Chronic illness. Chronic illness. Is that often, like, illness is, you know, you can see the areas in your design where you are open or defined and the areas that are open, the white centers, are the areas where you're kind of taking in a lot of other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. And so often we can get, like, really sick or kind of disconnected in those areas. So I'd be interested to see what those are for you. But, like, I think... You know, again, the most important thing is that you're really honoring your authority and honoring what your body's telling you. Mm-hmm. And so whether or not it's your gut response, your sacral, or your emotional piece, like that's mm-hmm. the piece that I would really focus on. Mm-hmm. Because I think that when you start to ignore your gut or start to ignore your emotions, like that stuff just builds up within mm-hmm. you. And like it's probably going to manifest in a physical way. I was just doing a session with somebody today who was like disconnected from her gut. But she's like, whenever I'm like not doing what I love and like um, she's like, I just like... I have joint pain every joint pain everywhere. Like I just have like so many weird things going on. And she's mm-hmm. like, in the minute I kind of realign, it disappears. And so oh. like I can't say that's true for everyone. Like I'm definitely not a medical professional. And mm-hmm. I like will never pretend to be. But I think that like I would first think about whether or not you're really honoring that strategy as a manifesting generator, like allowing yourself to be like super lit up by what you're doing and like mm-hmm. pivoting when the energy is no longer there for something and like doing something because you really have the energy for it, not because you think you should, right. you know, and making sure that strategy or that authority of like listening to your gut or kind of waiting for emotional clarity Ugh. is 
And that applies to not even just MGs. It's, that yeah. felt right for me, too. Like, that of applies to every design. That's beautiful. Yeah, and just using it our energy in ways that yeah. feel right and, like, listening yeah. to our body to know what it's actually telling us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Danielle Ashley, she writes, I'm a projector and feel like sometimes I'm expected to be more like a generator or manifester. We get that. Totally. Uh, <laughs> my question is how to feel more accepted in these situations and how to live my design to the fullest. Ooh, I love this question. It's a great question. I think that, like, that's so common because, like, as projectors, it's like we live in a world of generators and we live in a world of manifesting generators and, like, that is the kind of base frequency. And yeah. so, like, we're often expected to be like that and we also put pressure on ourselves to be like that and make ourselves yeah. wrong for being tired or not having enough energy. And yeah. so, like... I would, I think, so much of the gift for you, what is her name again? Uh, Danielle. Danielle. Mm -hmm. So much of your gift, Danielle, as a projector is really in kind of understanding people and energy and how they work. And so I would just like cultivate that mm. understanding and craft as much as you can. Like often it's really helpful for um, projectors to kind of find a system and master that system often, yeah. especially when it comes to like understanding people. And so I think that like kind of beginning to recognize your unique gift and like what you uniquely bring to the table is kind of the first step because like that's required before other people start to recognize that in you mm -hmm. and you start to kind of like exercise that because the idea is that you'll be invited into opportunities or companies and allowed to operate like a projector. Yes, 100%. I remember for a long time I struggled with this yet when I started to just kind of own before I even knew what a projector was, just own this part of myself, who I am. And people started to see, oh, Raquel's a little more, she's a little more fluid a little more free floating I guess I could say and yet seeking a lot and so um, I started to get a lot of people would come to me for guidance basically because I was clearly on some sort of soulful mission mm -hmm. and journey and so it just kind of happened that way because I started to own who I was knowing who I was and I left the company I was working for um, because it just I wasn't resonating with my soul yes and now everybody you know totally respects it yes yeah exactly so I think it's like really just like honoring what's true for us and like yeah. I have you know one example personally is that like I was hired at a company and basically like spent the first six months like burning myself out like crazy just like doing everything and like I loved it but it was like I just had no energy yeah. and I remember sitting down with the founder like six months in and he was like Aaron like your value is like in being physically present. He was like, you embody the ethos of the space. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, we need to hire people to do the work so you can just like hold down like what oh. this space stands for. And I was like, is that a job? Like what? But it was just so interesting because that was such a real sense of recognition. And like I ended up hiring a team and like, and my energy like, and just started working a lot less and I felt guilty about it. But I was also like, somebody needs to do the guiding. Somebody needs to manage a team. And turns out like I'm way better at that mm -hmm. than I was at all the other stuff and that's your kind of form of work that's you doing what you're good at totally yeah and honestly if a generator or a manifester was trying to wanting or was doing that they probably wouldn't be happy doing that because they'd want to be like i want to yeah, be, be like doing bored. stuff yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah so it's just like it is i think they'd your first bored. step yeah you know what i mean or and like and maybe some generators are super lit up by that but like right. i think it's like probably not going to be for everyone and like yeah. it might not be for every projector as well but i think that like for you just beginning to kind of first recognize yourself and like mm -hmm. what is that gift you bring and how can you just like cultivate that and like one other personal example i'll share is that like I studied human design for years before I was recognized. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, this is my thing. I'm all in. And, like, no one had 
any idea what I was talking about. Yeah. No one was interested. <laughs> it wasn't a thing yet. It wasn't a thing yet. And I was like, I just got to keep doing this because like, I know that this is the future. And like, I know that it will hit a point at which people are actually interested and ready for this stuff. And so like, um, and so like, so and it did, you know, in the past like year. And so I just think that like, there was a long time for me without any kind of recognition there, but there was just a knowingness that like, this was my thing. And I was like, the recognition will come because like, I know this is the right thing for me to be doing. Oh, so I think trusting that too, that because like, trust and the, the patience, yeah. it doesn't need to happen right now. It does Just know like it's coming. Exactly. Just know it's coming. Oh my gosh. That's huge. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah, human design is starting to explode a bit, but I mean, imagine what it's going to be like in five years. I know. This is just the beginning and it's it's exploding with like the people that are already super conscious and awake and aware. And like, there's just like a next, you know, it's like a domino effect. I know exactly. So it's exciting to kind of see that. It's gonna be like yoga. (laughs) Yoga was not really a thing until Instagram. Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, it's definitely going to take on a whole new yeah, of course, I'm kidding. Um, Zach Reisbach, R- Ryersbach, Zach Ryersbach asks, <laughs> how do I more quickly and intuitively realize whose feet should get dirty with me on my path and in my journey versus who is not so integral? Instead of figuring out months or years later which individuals belong more strongly in my sphere and which do not, it would be way less emotionally taxing if I was able to intuitively figure this out more quickly. I'm super picky about who I let in and get close with and who I don't, but I still seem to flounder when it comes to soul connection and alignment. Pure love, passion, blind optimism, and rose-colored glasses seem to cloud true and lasting alignment, retrospectively speaking. I'm also a manifester. I was curious what his was. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm also a manifester. Quick, independent, initiation, and I'm self-made and make things happen. Also, I would like to dial in my manifestation mojo. This all might be a tall order. Ha ha. Okay. <laughs> and he's a manifester. Okay. So I think that, like... It's going to depend on your authority, so whether that is emotional or splenic or ego, I would definitely use that. That's, like, the indicator of, like, you know, if it's emotional, like, you need time, so, like, never jumping into any kind of relationship. If it's intuitive or splenic, like, really trusting what your intuition is telling you. Like, if it's ego, like, making sure that, like, there's something in it for you, um... But I think in general, like as manifestors, you know, there's a lot of talk about how important it is for manifestors to kind of be so unapologetically themselves. And like in doing that, they're going to trigger people and like be a little bit polarizing. And some people might respect them like crazy and other people like might not, you know, or like might kind of be like turned off by that power. And so like I would just like your work is to just like be so powerfully you and like trust the people that do come into your sphere and the people that respect it and honor that piece of you. I think there are people that can be like threatened by the projector, sorry, the manifestor piece or try to control it or be fearful or suspicious of it. And so making sure the people around you like really respect this very kind of powerful, impactful, like Mm -hmm. provocative nature that you naturally carry. That's the thing. That's something that they naturally carry. Um, But what about like, he said something about the manifestation mojo, which I feel like that is something to elaborate on as well because it's not everybody has that manifestation mojo but how do manifestors specifically like tap into theirs totally so i think like the key is like the initiation piece and so i think that like 
once you have the clarity that you want to pursue an idea or a relationship and that comes through your inner authority, like the work is to honestly just make the first move mm. and like know that rejection might be part of it because like you're not, doesn't like, just because you're initiating something doesn't mean it will like, people are going to love it. I'm still like you're going to make the first move. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> I like so grateful that I don't have to it and then yeah, I see no, manifestors and they're so good that's at it, true. you know, that's but I true. just think that like, I would just practice initiating in even this, all the smallest ways because mm-hmm. I think sometimes I work with manifestors and I'm like, oh God, like I don't want to initiate. I'm scared of that. And so, but like yeah. it's small things like initiate this coffee, initiate this interaction, like basically like initiate the small things mm-hmm. and just start practicing and sort of seeing what happens. Because like, especially when it comes to relationships, it's like initiation is so key because people don't always feel like they can like get into your energy because it's kind of like protected. Yeah. And so by initiating people like feel like they're welcomed in and feel like they can be part of your vibe or your energy or yeah. whatever it is. Um, so, so I would do that. And then obviously the strategy for manifestors is informing. So once you like decide what you want to manifest and make that first move, like making sure that you let everyone know who's going to be impacted by the decision, what you're going to do um, before you do it, because it's a way to just like allow you to manifest with a lot more ease and like make it feel like people are really on the same team as you. Do they need to be good at boundaries? I think we all do. I mean, everyone does. Yes, but yeah. I do think manifestors have sometimes more natural boundaries. I that, yeah. Because their energy is, like, a little bit more, like, selective and just naturally discerning, whereas, like, generators are more enveloping and right, pulling it right. in, and so they've got to, like, get clear. So, but I think that, like, we all need to be clear on, like, what we're available for and we're, what we're not. Yeah. So I would use your authority to kind of help dictate what, what relationships. Your authority. Not yes. your design, but your authority. Your authority. Because okay. the authority, the decision-making authority is the way to help you just like assess which relationships and opportunities are right for you. So once they're presented to you or they're in your sphere in some way, being like, okay, what's my gut telling me? What are my emotions telling me? What's my intuition telling me? Because that's just kind of the signal about whether or not you're available for that thing, whatever our type is. Oh, okay, good to know. And like as a projector, for example, like making sure that like you feel recognized and invited in in your relationships. You know what I mean? Like this, the Don't strategy force yeah. anything as a projector because it does not feel right or go well. It doesn't go well, you know? And so like the projectors, it's like making sure that they're really invited in. For the generators and manifesting generators, making sure their relationships really light them up, you know? Light they're them ref- up. And reflectors kind of need that invitation as well. Mm, it, oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, they need to be invited in. No, that makes sense. Yeah, whenever I... I wouldn't say forced relationship, but I see something in a way that I'd like to go, but it doesn't. And I continue to just kind of like hold on to that. And it just doesn't really go that way. It just, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work out at all. Totally, you know. And like one of the biggest shadows for us, like honestly with most of the types, is like, and especially for generators and MGs and projectors, is like when we become so fixated on one outcome. Mm-hmm. I'm reflecting, I mean, so many of us. Mm-hmm. Is when we become so fixated on one outcome that we become blind to everything else that's coming at us. Blind. And then yes. we just can't see it. We can't see the other opportunities, the other yeah. invitations, the other recognition. And, like, we become so fixated. And, like, it's just, like, our work is about kind of opening up our awareness so we can really see what there is to respond to or what there is to kind of be invited into. Oh, my gosh. And then when I finally accepted, like, all right, I'm going to let go of this, these relationships that I was really holding on to, and I really, like, let them go. Well, one, they came back, but I didn't hold on to that same thirst for them, you know? Yeah. And then, two, more beautiful, even more blossoming relationships that are really aligned with me and see me and get me. Totally. Just Found their blossom. Way. Yeah, yes, it was exactly. amazing. Carly. So, Carly asks, I have a friend who somehow went from studying human design to believing we were created or controlled by aliens curious if she thinks there's a link or her understanding of the background of human design is there a link to aliens I and human mean, design i don't know the knowledge came from somewhere you yeah know what i mean so like i can't speak to that because right. i don't i don't know but i will say that like 
you know, the system was channeled. The system, yeah. like, came through raw, and, like, I don't know where it came from or how it came. It was just felt like it was, like, all of a sudden, all this, like, insight into humanity that 100%. we didn't have. Um, I don't think it's about us being controlled, because I think that there's, like, a very... To me, human design has never felt like a prescriptive or confining thing where it's like, this is who you are. Like, this is your box. It's more like, this is how you're designed to express yourself. Like, you can choose to express yourself as a manifest or a generator, but like, it's going to feel the best and you're probably going to thrive most when you do it as a projector. And so I think that there's very, something very liberating about that. So like, I don't, for me, the belief system of feeling like we're like controlled by aliens, like (laughs) it just doesn't benefit. It's like not a story that that works with me. The word control. Yeah. I could definitely see aliens or just beings of higher dimensions different dimensions whatever it is yeah they might be like giving us little nuggets to help save this planet and the universe from but other than that exactly it doesn't feel like malicious or controlling to me no controlling is not the word Yeah. yeah and then she asks i was also told that someone compliments you if their chart fills in the gaps on yours and would love her take on that as well that is a good question it is a good question so there's a whole thing in human design around relationship charts or you know business charts which i love um but Mm -hmm. relationship charts are basically like i think what you're referencing is what we call an electromagnetic in human design and so it basically means that if you look at these channels these sort of lines that connect one center to another in your chart it becomes an electromagnetic when one person carries one half and the other person carries the other and so those are the things that like attract you to one another because you basically like complete the whole picture together and so like again the puzzle yeah Yeah. so it's like you know i think that that's gonna what that will be what attracts you to the people around you so it is interesting to understand what those electromagnetics are in your partnership um you know raw would always say it doesn't matter whether you're one or eight like if they're there they're there and they can be these sources of like fire and fun and also just like total conflict and so it's just like knowing what they are so you can like leverage them when, when you're there but like what we have defined or colored in in our design is what's consistent and we're always seeking out and like learning from all that white and open and empty space. Mm. And so it makes sense that we attract in partners that kind of bring that other half. So what, if uh, that were going to be my case, what would my partner maybe have? Oh my God. Well, so many because you can (laughs) see that like all these little white spots. So like, you know, one example is that like, you have the, and this is more unconscious, this is like in the business sense, but in the business sense, it's like you have this ability to kind of like attract the resources, attract the people, the things that are needed to make it happen. It can be helpful sometimes to have somebody that like carries like, it's like, it's not that you don't have the vision, but they can kind of help clarify the vision and know exactly how to direct and attract, yes. like direct the resources. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, and so like, <laughs> and that's honestly like the most powerful business piece. If you have that, like that would be so powerful because you bring so much to business. Like there are kind of 12 different pillars of success in small businesses. And of those 12, you bring six of them, just you, you know what I mean? And like, and you bring three of the most essential ones. If you bring the person that has that vision piece, like it's just like you carry the necessary pieces to kind of help attract the resources, get clear on the vision and then like promote it and market it out into the world. So, Oh my gosh, I'll need to like, I want you to show me exactly. exactly. It's called a two. After this, we're so, I want you to show me exactly. It's a two. It's a two. Two. You have the 14 and you like having somebody that has the two would be useful. Okay. Someone that has the two. Yeah. yeah I'll ask you to show me that after. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's gosh, so I'm many. I'm so yeah. curious. Wait, six of the 12 of the pillars. 12. Yes. Wow. What are the six pillars? Six. Okay. So one piece of yeah. an 
like when we talk about the business stuff is it doesn't mean you'll always kind of do these things um, necessarily on your own, but like they're activated when you come together with a group and they're things that you'll naturally be good at. And like sometimes like if somebody has the vision piece, it doesn't mean they'll carry the vision, but when they're together with a group, the group gets clear on the vision. Uh, Makes sense? Just yeah, so you yeah, don't yeah. Get, like, so it's not just like you as an individual, but, but when you're with like, a collective. Exactly. It's what it you bring to the group it. dynamic. So like one is that you help attract the resources that are needed to kind of help make a thing happen. People, money, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you bring this level of commitment. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like helping a team commit to kind of working on the same page. Um, sorry, working together and being on the same page. You also bring the skill of like implementation of just like sales of kind of like getting something out the door into the hands of people. Also cool. around marketing and just like effectively languaging what you do so people can really mm-hmm. receive it. Um, and then also the quality of oversight of just kind of making sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then a quality of like administration of how to like, if we have a plan, how do we like actually make that thing happen? Really? Interesting. Again, doesn't always mean you'll be doing those things, but like right. you'd bring I a lot of that. skills to a small group. So like cool. it wouldn't be surprising to me that you would get like pulled into a group too. Where yeah. do you see this in my chart? Okay. So <laughs> I know this is like, this is a whole business piece that like, right. is like these are all, they're based on different gates and it's these, it's like, um, it's based on 12 different gates. So of those 12 different gates, you have six activated and they're uh-huh. basically all the gates around the G center. Which is this oh, middle center? Oh, interesting! So fascinating, and that totally resonates too. I can think back on well, one working at Dick Clark Productions, and then also uh, in college and in high school. Whenever we'd have like groups, I'd somehow end up, which is weird, but somehow I'd end up kind of like leading it somehow. But then all that would be kind of my take on it. Yes. But then everybody else had their thing too. Yes. So it's so interesting. Okay. And you like ideally, even though you bring all these skills to a small group and a small team, you're kind of meant to lead it from the outside. You're not mm. meant to like be in the hustle of it, but more just like outside I love kind of finding it. Like, and for me, it's always like, and I'm similar to you. It's like, I think I carry six too. And like, wow. but it's just like, I'm like coming and share and then like leave and just kind of like let them do their thing. I so love yeah. I love how similar we are. I know. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so I'm, I opened up the Instagram now. Um, this LC Hendricks asks, how can different, how can different human designs work together to manifest using their individual strings? So I think that like, you know, again, like I said before, it's like, I think all partnership is possible. Like an example, and like, I can't obviously speak specifically to like the different strengths that people bring, but like, um, like I said, seeing where those different, um, electromagnetics are in partnership is so helpful just knowing where one person has half where the other person has the other half but like an example would be projectors are here to really guide the energy generators and manifesting generators really have the energy so like that Ah. partnership is so powerful and like projectors asking questions and giving generators and manifesting generators things to respond to yeah and like helping kind of guide the energy in that way not about telling them what to do but kind of giving them things to respond to never tell them what to do yes (laughs) and then manifestors like they're so powerful at initiating you know and like Mm. often so many of us need to be initiated and so manifestors kind of working with a generator or an mg as long as they have that freedom can be so powerful because they can kind of like initiate a new thing into the world and like have the support and the people around them that are excited to like bring it and build it i think that like you know generators and manifesting generators like they're amazing like they have all this energy this life force when they're in alignment with their design and um, lit up you know it's like their thing lit they're up. lit up yeah. and they're just like bring all this energy and life force but it can be helpful to have some of those different energy and types around to kind of just like bring something different to the mix like i worked with a lot of teams that are like purely manifesting generators or like purely generators and like uh. it's like all this like it feels so good all this amazing energy and life force but like sometimes like there's just so many things being built and created right. that like it's just they kind of need someone to like rein it in right um and so i think that like we just bring to each other things that we don't have ourselves oh. you know 
And so, and reflectors are amazing. Often reflectors are, like work really well when they're like working a lot of different partnerships because mm-hmm. they can just, again, offer this amazing kind of invaluable perspective to people. So I don't know if that answers your That's question, a, but yeah. That will, I, that w- not only answered a question, but I think it went beyond it, which yeah. I love. Um, so this one, Tina's Art of Life asks, how to fully maximize what your human design is in real life, IRL. So I think that, like, again, it's going to depend on your specific design, but, like, the pieces that I would really pay attention to are the strategy and the type and the authority. Mm. When you, like, live in alignment with those, like, it really, like, that makes a huge difference. I would also say in terms of, like, maximizing it in real life is that if you start to get to know your open centers, so there are nine different centers in human design. They're either Mm. going to be defined or open. If it's defined, it's, like I said earlier, something that's operating consistently within you. And if it's open, it's, like, areas where you are more sensitive to kind of other people's energy. And Mm. so the open centers are the areas where we can get the most taken off track. And so when you start to get a handle on what your open centers are and, like, what it looks like to live in the shadow or the wisdom of each and, like, the blueprint has that all laid out or, like, someone in a session can walk walk you through it as well, it is very useful because you can make sure that, like, one, you're not living in the shadow of those open centers because yeah. like where we get the most tripped up in our lives is when we start making decisions from our open centers yeah. and not from our true authority. And so like for you, like an example, like, yeah, <laughs> one of your open centers is like your open ego center. And like that basically means it's true in my design too, is that like, you can have like a very inconsistent sense of self-esteem and willpower Ooh. where basically like some days you might feel like, Oh my God, on top of the world, I feel amazing. Yeah. You know, and other days you feel super low. And so it's yeah. not that like, Me. Oh, hi, whoa, that's straight oh up. my God, that went oh straight God. like that landed low. in your eye. Yeah. Your eye good. Um, that was crazy. So I think that like, for you, it's, like, that's a very natural, like, fluctuation in your self-esteem. But, like, the most important thing is that, like, you're not somebody who's here to prove yourself. And there are some people that are here to prove themselves. But, like, huh. you basically, like, aren't designed to do that. And so whenever you start, like, overcommitting or overcompensating or trying to prove your worth or feeling like you're not enough, so you have to do this thing to Ugh, become enough. Like, it's I just, like, aligned. Yeah. yeah, it's just the wrong cycle. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah. just making sure that, like, it's your contributions and actions are not coming from that desire to prove. Yeah. And like just being super conscious of the promises you make. That makes, that resonates so much because I felt like when I was trying to prove myself, I was in this darker place for a while. And then when I honestly just let that go, there was such a release. So I was mm-hmm. like, <gasps> yeah. Yes. I like that. And <laughs> so, you know, and another one for you, and this is true for all projectors and manifestors and reflectors, is our open sacral center. And like, the biggest mm-hmm. shadow of that is that we can just become like super overzealous and to like take on too much and like not knowing enough is enough and to kind of push through our tiredness to try to get things done. Mm-hmm. And like, and you know, the wisdom of it is like delegating, like finding smarter ways to work. It's never about working harder and like knowing our role, like knowing our roles to lead and guide the process, not doing all yeah. the doing. But I think that like why I mentioned these open centers is that like I can now watch myself when I'm like trying to prove myself I'm like posting this thing on Instagram and I'm like wait where is this coming yeah, from you is know this like, yeah or I'm like you know late at night like working on a newsletter and my partner's like Aaron why are you doing that you like are so pooped and I'm like you're so right like I'm just like pushing myself too hard like I've got to just shut the computer and like try you. again when the energy's there but like I just I can watch these things show up in my life all the time and like it's just so key that I'm making decisions from like my true authority and not from those places yes I'm very, very thankful for my listeners. I mean, they're understanding me and they get me more, but like, you know, for example, my membership site, I would promise at one point, like I'd have a new meditation up the first of the month. Well, you know, that last week would roll around and perhaps I didn't feel aligned to like guide someone through a meditation. So now I'm like, I sprinkle them throughout the month. So when I have that spark of inspiration to like create the 
yeah, that's when I that's when I do it. I can't just do the first of the month. That's yes. the one example I can think of. No, it's a yeah. great one. You know, I just think it's like it's leveraging the energy when it's there and like yeah. taking rest when it's not. Yeah. Totally. Um, this one is from Joe Mama and she asks, Tell me about how human design relates to astrology and Vedic birth charts. We did kinda talk about that the last podcast, but Maybe, like, expand on it. And we didn't really talk about how it relates to Vedic. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, honestly, just think of human design as a different system. It's a totally different You know, system. I was talking to my friend Danielle, who's an astrologist, and I was just like... Danielle Page? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, we were like, okay, so what are the differences? And we're like, they're just different systems. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and they... I would, like, again like work with human design if you feel drawn to it like let it go if you don't like I think the idea behind human design is that it does pull from a lot of different systems so it does pull from astrology even though it uses different calculations than astrology and it pulls from the I Ching and the Kabbalah and the chakra system and the quantum physics and like it's just like there's there's a level of like quantumness where it kind of is pulling all the things into one but I think that like honestly first I used to be like you know human design is like more tactical and detailed but like honestly they're all tactical and like they're all detailed and so and I mean not all but I just think that like I would like what I was drawn to in human design was how practical it was but I just think there's levels that all these other systems can like offer that same practicality well the thing is from now that I've had my chart read my astrological chart read my human design I can see the value in both for different reasons totally 100% like to know Basically, you know, how I operate in this world is so helpful when it comes to human design. And then just to also know who I am on a soul level is kind of what helps me out with astrology. Totally. And I think there's also a level of astrology of, like, really knowing the phase that you're into. Right. Like, this year and the next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's true. There you go. The phase and the seasons of... Like for example, what what a, what a, what what moon are we in? We're in uh, Leo moon under Leo moon, and today's totally. like Lionsgate, and you know that's uh, astrological. But just knowing, by totally. the way, today is Lionsgate. That's oh my insane. God, amazing. I know, and we're doing this podcast on <laughs> so this day. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, Hannah Zaps asks, step towards making human design a career. Yeah, totally. So I think that. Oh my God, I get asked this all the time, which is part of just, I think, the phase that we're in is that, like, more people want to share it, which I think is amazing. Yeah, I love um, that. You know, I think that, like, I would honor your strategy and authority when it comes to deciding the right path for you. I think that, like, I personally, like, studied independently with my business partner and teacher for a year and a half before I ever, like, and he just gave me a ton of information and, and taught me a lot before I went through like the traditional certifications. A lot of people don't go through the traditional certifications. It felt correct for me to invest in that. Um, and just like take that material so I could translate it. I think, um, I also went through like a business institute focused on kind of the application to business, which I think Mm -hmm. I was like in the first cohort. And so like those all felt good to me. There are some people that just self-study. There's some people that just buy a bunch of books and read them. Yeah. You know, I think that like, so I think that I would look at some of the different courses. IHGS is one of the biggest schools, the International School of Human Design, Mm -hmm. um, and just see if there are teachers that resonate. I think there are going to be more training programs coming out. So like I would just make sure it's like a program that you really resonate and are excited by. Um, The Definitive Guide to Human Design is a great book to start with that's like honestly like a textbook though so like I would you know what I mean it's like Uh, unless you really want to be that exactly and I think some people like buy it for fun and they're like oh my god this is intense but like there's there's lighter weight books by Shaitan C-H-E-T-A-N and and Karen Curry and so those could be good places to get started too all right I don't think we did rapid fire last time so let's uh, do that really fast are you ready Erin yes ECJ I really love your name Oh my god, thank Aaron you. Claire Jones. I used to just go by Aaron Claire, and then I was convinced oh. to add my last name back up. 
By the way, I wonder if we're related because I'm a Jones as well. My oh. like grandma was a Jones. Oh my god, who knows? Dana I like Jones. to believe that we are. Yeah, perhaps we are. I mean, we're very similar. There are a lot of Joneses, but maybe yeah. <laughs> there are quite a few Joneses indeed. Rapid fire: Are you? An early bird or a night owl? Early bird for sure. Uh, what's like the time you usually like to wake up? Well, this morning I woke up at 6.30 for a podcast interview at 7. 6.30. 30, okay. Um, what time was your podcast interview? Well, it was 7 because East Coast, you know what I mean? Like oh, I'm just it wasn't doing in sessions. person. Yeah. No, so I'm like early morning and like late night are my schedule in Bali, which is like not right. really my ideal, but I think in general, like I love waking up early and I love going to bed yeah. super early. Yeah. And so I think that, like, my generally, like, I like waking up around like 6 30. Right. But I need enough sleep for that to be warranted. You do have to like, go to sleep earlier. Yeah. You know what's interesting? To me, 6 30 used to be late, but now 6 30 is like perfect. Yeah. Morning routine. Morning routine. You know, honestly, I'm still settling into my Bali morning routine with these of early course. morning calls. Yeah. But I think in general, um, you know, I always have my kundalini practice in the morning. And you do. I do. And wow. then exercising, just like moving my yeah. body and kind of doing that before I eat and then settling and just like, I just kind of need to be with myself before I get on the phone. Is your boy the same way? Your guy? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I mean, we did our actually kundalini teacher training together. So he's got his own practice. That's and then amazing. And got, does he need like his own time? He does, yeah, he's good, but he's good at taking it, you know what I mean? And right. he's, like, he's very, um, he takes good care of himself, too. So I, I think that. that, like, we, it's nice to, and we're on the road right now for two months, so it's, like, key for us to really That's find amazing. those routines wherever we are. I love that you guys are doing this, in this together. Like, you're doing yeah. a retreat together and everything. What's your zodiac sign? Taurus. Taurus. And do you yes. know your moon and rising? Yeah, rising is Capricorn. Okay. And the moon is Scorpio. What is a Capricorn Oh, no, what is a Scorpio? Oh, no, Scorpio moons are super, like, that's super intense, right? Yeah, and yeah. emotional. Yes. And then what's Capricorn rising? I honestly don't know enough about <laughs> it. Sure. Everyone thinks I know everything about astrology because of human design, but I was like, no, uh, no. That's not, I don't no. know, you know? Imagine so, if you did. Like, that would be a lot. Be too much information That would be a lot me. of information. So I've been told sometimes, but, like, I don't remember at all. Um, right. But I do remember... Danielle actually told me once last time, she was like, Erin, you need to write a book now. Everyone who has this is like, and I think it was related to like the right, something about the Capricorn, where it was. I was like, okay. And probably the moon we were under. Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, fine. I get so confused with astrology and I get so confused with other people's signs. You know, just one step at a time. Kind of learn my own. Yes, exactly. Taking the others. Exactly. Like not too much at once. Yeah, not too much at once. Not same with human design for me. Yes. Um, What is your favorite breakfast? Oh my God, honestly, just fruit. And yeah. Bali's like just nails it. You know what I Papaya mean? Papaya here. Papaya and dragon fruit. Mango, dragon I just fruit. like I took um Jared to Alchemy the first day oh. and he was just like, I don't get this, like what is going on? You know? Yeah. It's just like so having a big bowl of fruit makes me so happy and juice. Alchemy was my first place, so my first stop too. <laughs> I know, it's just like, Actually, was it Seeds of Life or Alchemy? I love both. I haven't of them. been back to Seeds of Life yet, I'm so excited. <sighs> get that soul bowl. Oh my god. What's your favorite on the menu there? I, there used to be a big green salad that I love, but I don't know. It, was it might three years I, it ago. might be Soul Bowl. It That's might be. Still, yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. The it was best. my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Their their menu really hasn't changed. Actually. Yeah. Um. What is your spirit animal? My spirit animal, honestly. So I got this cat when I was young. Um, I see a cat, and he's like this big white cat with like these big blue eyes, and like oh. I never. I usually wear all white. Today's unique, but I think that yeah. like I. 
it was so funny because like I feel like I've started to look more and more like my cat since I've gotten older but I love him wow. he's very old now he only has one eye now but like he's just wow. like this regal king and like I just like he's such a brother I wonder if he's the same kind of cats I had I had two white cats one just passed away but he died at 24 Oh, I know, wow. and the other one died at twenty twenty one. You know what kind they were? Um, they're white. I'll send not you pictures. No. no, not Balinese cats, okay. but they. He's Balinese. He. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah not Balinese. Yeah. Um, they had different colored eyes, but one blue and yeah. like one green. So, so beautiful. It, uh, maybe they're Balinese. I yeah. don't know. I'll do. Oh, where's your favorite place on Mama Earth? I mean, honestly, Bali. Yeah. Like I love New York. I love Seattle, where I'm from. And there, but like right now, I think just landing in Bali, like we just came from Mykonos, which is like obviously so beautiful yeah. and like amazing, but we landed here and there was just like a sense of like, oh my God, I'm like oh. back. I was just like, and I've been back since 2016. My partner's never been here. So there's just like something so relieving about like being in a place that just like, it just feels so good. A lot of people when they first land here, they're kind of like, what is this? A little culture shock, I would totally. say. Is he, oh, how is he taking Wait, it? He loves it. Okay, good. He's, like, so in his flow right now. Yeah, like, we have our own that. motorbikes, and he's just, like, Ugh. we shared our ATV in Mykonos, and here we're, like, no, 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 I'm going to be in my flow. I'm going, like, I don't even know where he is. Like, he's just, that. like, off. Actually, he's getting a mani-pedi right now. I do Ugh, that. I'm going to go down at my place right there and get one after. <laughs> I love it. You and I both have chipped nail I know. polish. Tomorrow I'm a mani <laughs> So, the universe gave you billboards across the main highways in major cities all around the world, so they were completely free for you. What would these billboards read? I mean, honestly, I think it was just say, like, trust yourself. Yeah. I just think that, like, we always know we are our authority. And, like, the more we yeah. know ourselves and learn how to trust it, I think the more empowered we'll be. We always know. No we one always else knows. Know. No one else. They, people might say they know you better, but no. And, no, like, we can do. look to the outside for guidance in all the ways. <sighs> but, like, it's just, like, it always comes back to us and how it feels. And so, and that's why I love human design. Is it just reminds us of that. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's why, because, yeah, we, I mean, I clearly seek a lot of external sources for a lot of things but to be honest it just kind of reminds me of my actual soul's truth and it has given me permission to listen and honor that because mm -hmm. instead of listening to what I think for example I thought that I needed to be like a generator mm -hmm. manifester that type of person but the fact that I learned like this is who I am totally. that really it was confirmation mm -hmm. that I'm okay and that I know mm -hmm. like my gut knows my mm -hmm. trust that mm-hmm so this is the last question. Okay. I didn't get to ask you last time, I think, but I ask all the Your Own Magic guests, how would you advise Your Own Magic listeners to create their own magic? I mean, similar. I think that, like, it would just be, like, knowing your uniqueness and your power and stepping into it. I think yeah. that, like, what I find in so much of my work is that we often make ourselves wrong for our superpowers. Yeah. And, like, human design just gives us a language to understand how unique each one of us is and, like, the strategies to actually step into it. So I think just, oh. like remember that you're like totally unique you bring like a totally different thing to the table and like your work is just like in cultivating that and there are people out there that need you mm -hmm. they could definitely yes. use you that would want to choose you <laughs> <laughs> So where can everyone find you and connect with you? So I'm on Instagram as Erin Claire Jones and my website's erinclairejones.com and I do individual sessions and then the blueprint yes. when there's a discount for your listeners. So I know you'll put that. Yes. And that's basically a 30-page PDF on your design, which is a great place to get started. I think the discount's probably magic. It's magic. Magic. Yeah, yeah of course it is. Yeah. And of course, all that's in the show notes. And yeah, Erin. I'm so glad we got to do this IRS. Such a pleasure. Oh, it's so, such a pleasure. And also just like looking at your eyes this entire time. You guys, Erin has the most beautiful like blue, ocean blue eyes. 
Not, I'm not like hitting you on you or anything, but I'm just saying, they're, they're mesmerizing. Thank you, though. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.